The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That song ended awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, welcome to the Major Spoilers live extravaganza experiment once again this week for everybody that's out there listening, either future people who are listening to this on the weekend or people over on Ustream. Or weekend people who are listening to this in the future. Yes, hello, future people and current people over there on Ustream or up there on the Majorspoilers.com website. Thank you for uh, for watching. I am Steven Schleicher, your host for this uh, exciting show, joined by my other co-hosts over here to my left. We have Mr. Harad Harigo. Hello, I we am We like Rodrigo. to call him the Spawn of Slater. <laughs> and on my right, coming to us from Skype land, Mr. Matthew. How you doing, man? I am indeed, ladles and jelly spoons, present. Yes. And Matthew sounds a little different. You know, we've got, we're just prepping for our big show that we're going to do probably in about uh, 45 minutes or so. And uh, so we thought we would kind of take some of this pre-show chatter, record it, and try to include you, the listener. So there are a couple of ways that you can participate in this live show that we're doing. I know a way they can participate. How would that be, Mr. Matthew? I bet they could call us on the Major Spoilers Hotline. Do we have that number, Rodrigo? Yeah, it's uh, 785-727-1939. The Major Spoilers Hotline. Give us a call, ask us a question, question us an answer. Tell Steven his head is extremely shiny. I know, look how shiny that is. I haven't even shaved it in a couple of days. Rodrigo, what is going on with yeah. you this week? Nothing. I'm not doing anything. No, um, I went to see Star Trek. Oh, Star Trek. Let's talk Star Trek. Okay. Another way that listeners can participate in this live show is we do have a chat. If you mm-hmm. click on that on that uh, streaming icon, it'll take you over to the chat page. And Rodrigo is monitoring it carefully. And if you have a question or a comment about anything, today's show is about anything. Anything goes, although we are going to talk about Star Trek in just a moment. So if Wait, you have what do a, I click? What's that? What do I click to look at the chat? Well, click uh, if you're on the major spoilers page... Uh, Which click is where on, I am. Click on the click on my big ugly face right there in the middle, and it'll take you over to UStream. Yeah. And then when you are over on that UStream page, uh, on the right side, you should see something that says chat, and you should be able to get that to open up. Mine is not opening up. Mine's just stalling. But apparently we've got some people in the chat room already, right, Rodrigo? We do. We have uh, Dwashwa and Gomer. And Gur92 and Tech Rogue and some other people's. Wow. Wilet Farewell. Well, welcome everybody. And a guest. And a guest. Like Hello, guest. Look on Steven's big rubbery head and nothing. Boing, happens. boing. Okay, so you can put some comments up there. You can contact us again, once again, at the, uh, at the major spoilers line. Let me have that little sheet there. All 
right there. Can you hear us? 785-727-1939. Can you feel I'm curious, people in the chat room, is my audio kind of echoey? Uh, a little bit. I'm not hearing it live right now. If I turn it on live, I'll actually hear it twice. Yeah, you don't want to hear that. that. Yeah, they're saying it's echoey. I don't know what that is. We've been try- We've been testing that. Rodrigo doesn't sound echoey, does he? Do I? No. I don't know what the heck it is. Rodrigo maybe it's just my voice. Maybe that's how I sound in real life. No, it's not. It's I'm your going sinuses. To tell you the same thing I told you last week. I don't know why, but you are flanging. No, but see, uh, Rodrigo and I have both the same microphones. We're both going into the same input. Mm. We're both Something speaking wrong. at the same levels. And the Something's same wrong. output that everyone that we're recording on, that output is going over to that other machine that Rodrigo is monitoring. And uh, he's uh, checking it out. Hey, we've got a... Uh, let me see if I can add this person to the conference call. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, let's see. Hold on just a second. Where did Matthew go? There's Matthew. We killed him. Now nah, we're going to add to conference. Hello, who is this calling in? Hi, hello, this is TechRog. I decided I'd put a name, well, get a voice to the name and call in as well. Awesome. Listening for a long time. Well, Tech Road, welcome to the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, um, oh, where to start? Um, well, tell us where are you at first of all, city? Well, I I am out of Colorado. I'm about an hour north of Denver. Ah, okay. So you're close. Relatively, yeah. Could drive out there if if I had a car that decided like to drive. Okay. And uh, how long have you been reading comic books? Um, I started, uh, I think it was around the second uh, Clone Saga, actually, of Spider-Man. I don't quite remember that was offhand. Matthew, do you remember? Uh, 93, 94, I believe. Okay. The Ben Riley Saga? Yeah, sounds about right. Cool. Mm-hmm. So are you then more a Marvel person or a DC person? Um. I've recently been a tad publisher agnostic. I've been I've been reading a little bit of everything. I actually pulled up my uh, pull list from the from my local comic shop and found that twenty six titles between six different publishers. Wow! So nice. What are you reading, Rodrigo? Yeah. Did you have something this week, Rodrigo, on your list that you were going to check out? Um, not really. I'm I'm pretty bad about keeping up uh, as to how. Uh, look at look at Stephen's cool Batman glass. Um. We uh, I'm I'm pretty bad about keeping up with things as they come out. Usually, I just um, when I'm walking around the store, I'm like, "Oh, look, that's been out for two weeks, apparently." <laughs> and I grab it. You know, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about our comic book shop, our Hastings, our our local shop, and they're really pretty good about getting uh, comic books out on the on yeah, the racks day up. On, yeah, mostly they've had Marvel and DC, but I did notice they've actually got some Boom titles up, and they've got some Dynamite Entertainment. Uh, stuff up this week too so cool worth checking out so dear caller uh what do you do do you do anything well i pretend to but no actually um i'm a lifetime student it looks like whether or not i want to be um but beyond that i mostly local theater and things like that Ah, okay so but you're not a student now or you are a student um i am kind of i you know, i took a couple of years off and just started going back ah. finally 
You're one of those uh, GDNTs, those goddamn non-traditional <laughs> yeah. students. Yes, Are I, you larger I'm than a bread box? <laughs> uh, it depends. Is it a hobbit bread box? or a, Oh, wait. Uh, I blew them larger than a bread box. Let me double check. Yes. Yes, <laughs> larger than a bread box. All right. <laughs> well, did you have a question uh, or a comment for us? Or did you just want to call and say um, hey? That's most of calling to say, hey, um, I've been loving the, loving the site, loving the podcast. Um, uh, it must be a Tuesday. I can't seem to talk. But That's like way, every day of the week awesome. for me. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what. In a couple of weeks, we're like two weeks away. Well, maybe one week away. Depending or on one to two weeks away, depending on our mood. Yeah. So next week, uh, this uh, let's see. This episode is ninety-eight. We're going to record ninety-seven in a little bit. In two weeks from now, we will have episode one hundred, and you're going to want to tune in for that and listen to that and be one of the callers for that because we've got a big old mountain of stuff to give away, and you might just be one of those people. Mountain. Sounds good. I'll yeah, definitely around. All right, man. Thanks so much for uh, listening to the show. And stick around in the chat room and uh, and do whatever. Sounds good. Yeah, back to the land of text only. Okay. Thanks, man. I still haven't figured out how to take a landline call and hang up on it. Hmm. A landmine yeah, call? There we go. Well, as long as the people hang up themselves, it'll it will drop. Uh, so really again, weird. if, if uh, you guys want to give us a call. There's the number, 785-727-1939. You know, that's a phone number that's active 24 hours a day, seven days a week, so you can call and leave a message about things that we could play into the main show. Things like Star Trek. Let's get back to Star Trek. Okay. Rodrigo, you and I both had the pleasure of going to see Star Trek this past weekend. Right. And it's one of those, um, one of those things where it's either going to piss off a lot of people or it's going to make a lot of people really happy mm. because they're rebooting the Star Trek universe. And it's not really a reboot. Well, you can put us on mute, Matthew, if you don't want any spoilers. It's been, uh, by the time people hear this, it will be a, out, have been out for almost a week. So uh, Yes, and I'll probably see it sometime in November. So what, what, are, some general, what are some general thoughts, Rodrigo, of, of the new Star Trek movie? Um, well, I liked it. <laughs> and uh no i thought i thought they handled everything really well i mean every, i going in i knew that the special effects were going to be really good but um on top of that um what i was most concerned with was going to be the storyline and how they handled it and i think i feel that they all handled it really well and i figured out you know when it comes out on video a good drinking game to play actually yeah. two different ones yeah um anytime kirk Hits the ground, take a drink. <laughs> yeah. Or anytime there's lens flare, take a drink. But if you oh, do man, that, if you do the lens flare, if you do that, then you're going to be drunk before the second act starts. Now I don't know. People don't may not know that the phenomena of lens flares is actually a reflection of the light. You know, a, a really good video lens or camera lens it has multiple pieces of glass in it, and as that light hits it and bounces off, it creates this flare of light. Mm -hmm. uh, video, you know, maybe if you remember Babylon Five, that's when the lens flare came to 3D graphics. But in film, really good film, you'll see it stretch out in these big blue arcs. You can tell that mm -hmm. that's shot on 35 millimeter. 
But man, they added a lot of lens flares into this piece to where, thank God I'm not an epileptic. Yeah, they really did. I, it was to the point where you, where people who aren't video nerds like us actually noticed it. Like I, I got a couple comments from people after oh, that we they went, noticed like, it? Yeah, yeah, like what's, what's with all the, you know, like the little flashy pink stuff. and flashy stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's lens flare. It's actually an encoded message to yep. tell you to obey everything J.J. Abrams does. Eat at Burger King. You know, the biggest fear that I had was that they were going to essentially reboot the entire universe and mm. wipe out essentially F continuity, right. everything that came before. And I was pleasantly surprised that this is one of those stories that is not an F continuity, but rather a diversion from continuity in the form of a parallel uh, universe, right? an and, alternate history. And and they, they sit there and the characters sit down and basically tell you about it. Yeah. You know, they're telling each other about it, but they're sitting there being like, okay, for all you Trekkies listening, we're not screwing up your continuity. Right. And it came in the form of, and if people haven't figured it out, if you haven't seen it by now, Matthew, the Spock that we know and love, the Leonard Nimoy Spock, did something in the future, to the Romulan homeworld by accident. It wasn't really his fault, but you know how Romulans are. They get it in their head that, you know, the forces of nature cannot be to blame. It must be a person. And uh, Spock detonates this red matter, which is not really explained, but you know what that red matter looked like? I'm going to diverge here for a moment. You know what that red matter looked like? What did it look like? Did you ever watch that TV show Alias? No. With Jennifer Gardner? Oh, it looked like what she uses to color her hair? <laughs> no, no, no. In one of the seasons, I forget it was, uh, Chat Room Help Us Out, it was either season three or four, there was this whole plot line where, and actually even in the first season, where they were trying to build this device, and it was some kind of water kind of device, but it looked exactly like the red matter that Spock is using hmm. in this movie. But essentially it creates black holes and all these other things. It creates a wormhole, a rift. And the Romulan ship and Spock ship get sent back in time. Well, the Romulans arrive 25 years early, mm -hmm. than, earlier than Spock, and they get involved with the, uh, the Kelvin, the USS Kelvin, which is where Kirk is being born. <laughs> What's that? Somebody on the chat? Yeah. Um, Leipzig Glitch says it's a preboot. Yes, it is a preboot. Or a requel. There you go. I like the requel. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that this Romulan future ship got involved with the Kelvin Hello, split, the, split the timeline. And so all the Star Trek, all the people that love Star Trek, you know, the original Kirk and Spock, the 1960s, the mm. Save the Whales, the con moments, that's still all in continuity. Your Deep Space Nine, all of it's still there. Mm -hmm. But now we can go in a different direction. We can tell stories that are similar, <laughs> but different. Amazing. I know. It's like ultimate Star Trek. And so there's this whole huge adventure uh, <laughs> of, of the uh, Romulans actually in this parallel universe, Star Trek universe, the prequel universe. What did you call it? The re what did requel? What? Requel universe. Uh, the they destroy the universe. planet Vulcan. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's gone. And it's up to Kirk and Spock and Scotty and Uhura and all everybody else that we know to save the universe, save Earth. They're always saving Earth. I don't see them really going out of their way to... Save these other planets. That's because the other planets get hit first. Yeah. They, uh, should, they should just... Uh, evil evil aliens out there should just know better and just hit Earth first. Yes, exactly. That, that way nobody else, everyone would fall yep. up, upon that. Did the story flow smoothly for you? Yeah, I thought so. Um, I, I felt that there was a there was a lot of comedy in it. Yes. Um, and it didn't... I, I was worried when I first started seeing all the jokes that it was just going to... 
get too crazy, but it it, it always <laughs> it always stayed right where it was supposed to. I felt um, I never really felt that it was just uh, doing it for schlock. Star Trek always had a lot of comedy in it, especially the old series. And and I think they handled it real well. I think that um, they had a lot of great moments between all the characters. You know, so you you got to see a lot of the fun in the relationships between Jim and Bones and Jim and Spock. And yeah, the part where they were trying to smuggle Kirk onto the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a part where the Kobayashi Maru. Uh, gets played out here and we see how Kirk wins that. Yes, I may throw up on you. <laughs> Why is that? Oh, because it's like just quoting the the movie, I think. Yeah, uh where Bones injects him with different serums and there's this whole bit where Kirk is having a a bad reaction to this injection and his hands swell up to balloons and it's really like very played out for for comedic effect. And t- at that point I was like, "Oh boy, this could get this could get really cheesy if they don't tone it down a couple of notches Mm -hmm. i you know i thought the story worked i thought it was a good story um but i had some problems with it okay my big problem was the moment when we meet simon Pegg, who plays uh uh, mr scott mr scott right mr scott from the moment that they arrive at that base he's introduced as montgomery scott spock recognizes him as montgomery scott Mm -hmm. at no point during the time when they are filling him in on the on the warping to different planets type stuff. Nowhere do, does he say that his name is Scotty, to my knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yet, the instant they get aboard the Enterprise, and Kirk takes command, he's instantly calling him Scotty. Right. He's instantly in charge of engineering, although you would think that a ship that's just been christened, uh, that's just been launched, a new ship, would have its own chief engineer. Right. You know, that's, that's the part that bothered me. It was like, well, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you're being a little too formal with or informal in the way that you address one of your crew members number mm-hmm. one and the fact that here's scotty is just dumped right in and said okay now you're in charge of engineering make things happen right and that bothered me that was my biggest problem the other one that i thought was a little interesting and matthew you may want to cover your ears on this one la, 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 is the relationship la, 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 is the relationship la, 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 between I, I, spock and uhura mm-hmm. what did you that thought it was forced you? oh I'm no i didn't think it was forced chair. it was just like what it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, too. it did. It really just I, came out of nowhere. I think that's what it was meant to do. I think it was just like the first time that you get an inkling of it, you're like, oh, that's weird. But Spock wouldn't get involved. And then, you know, when they actually start making out, you're like, oh, weird. Yeah, it is. It really was. And, weird. and I but, think, I it's, mean, what, what better way for them to say, hey, this is not your father's Oldsmobile? Exactly. Well, that's true. Than to have Scott making out or Spock making out with, you know, the hot chick from Drumline. But we do get to see uh, Kirk making out with uh, the green, green with chick green in a chick. bikini. Yeah. So. Uh, so it's iconic. Really. I don't, I don't know. You know I'm, tr- I'm troubled by one thing, though. What's that? Well, as always, I thought the trailer was awesome. Uh-huh. <laughs> but what's with, what's with the weird textured shirts? I Why do they add that, they, that weird Apparently thing in the future, the everyone digs Aquaman. Yes. And so they're apparently. trying to replicate the scales on his, uh, on his shirt. My inner continuity fanboy is kind of cringing because I had always thought that, well, Chekhov is like 20. Right. And Sulu was 30-ish. 
Uh, although Kirk in this movie, 34. in this movie, Chekhov is only like sixteen or something. Yeah, he's like seventeen years yeah. old. But I'm looking, you know, in, in in my mind, Scotty's like forty five, Bones is forty five, Kirk's like thirty four, Spock's a hundred, right? You know what, whatever it is going through there, and all the characters being in the same place at the same time, and being of again roughly analogous or more analogous to you know the naked eye from not having seen the movie or anything, just going by what I read in the Wizard magazine. And let me rant about that later. Um, <laughs> the Wizard magazine. I was just looking at it. The Wizard magazine. I would like to go off on a rant about the Wizard. Please magazine. go on. This is an open show, so. But let's finish the Star Trek first, okay, and then we'll transition the to the Wizard magazine. Okay. But I was, I mean, again, I haven't seen it, and it may be brilliant. And from what I understand, everyone who tells me they've seen it says, yeah, man, this is really, like, good. But I want to know what, you know, somebody like Todd Elson would think. I, you know, I'm, I'm interested in that, too. Uh, double dumbass on you, John, over at the forums. He has, he runs the site, Double Dumbass on You. Um, he said he went to see it with his father, and his father was like, I'm not sure about this J.J. Abrams guy, but at the end they were both just loving the film, and, you know, Double Dumbass on You's site, John's site, is all about his love of Star Trek. I mean, the mm-hmm. line is from The Voyage Home, where Kirk is trying to learn the vernacular of Earth. The hell I will. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, if he likes it, then you know it's got to be okay. He won't like it. <laughs> he hates everything. <laughs> hey, Mikey! He likes it. Yeah, there's about 30 people that have commented on this post over on the Majorspoilers.com website. Apparently Scott Johnson yeah, likes it. Scott Johnson apparently liked it, too. Is he online? No. Oh, okay. Dwashabot tells me he liked it. Yeah, you know what? I did oh, not helpful. get to go to Nerdtacular 3, Nerdtacular 2009 this year, even mm. though Major Spoilers was one of the gold sponsors of the event. Gold sponsor! The problem gold is... Sponsor. problem is... I thought this weekend like was gold supposed to be... medicated powder? Yes, you gotta put it right there where it itches. Yeah. <laughs> Apply Major Spoilers directly where it itches. <laughs> Apply major spoilers yeah, directly see? to the brain. Apply major spoilers directly to the brain. Um, I hate Steven Schleicher. <laughs> but I love your product. Yeah. Uh, but apparently I thought this weekend was supposed to be graduation weekend, which would have put me busy and wouldn't have been able to go. But then I realized it's the weekend before finals, and there was no way I would have been able to to fly out there and make it a big four-day event. So I didn't go this year. Oh, well. I know everybody else had a fantastic time. Yeah. Nertacular sounds like it's a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so going back to Star Trek then, mm-hmm. how Appar- would you, what, go ahead. Apparently, um, if you, uh, if you take the two monsters in the ice yes. planet and yes. you take off the head of one and put it in the body of the other, it's the monster from Cloverfield. Yes, that was the thing. Even when that, when, even when the pictures leaked of that first monster, of the monster that we saw, mm. a lot of people were saying, how come the Cloverfield monster is in Star Trek? Which hey, it's. It's, you know, it's like uh, any Kevin Smith movie has to have Jay and Silent Bob. Any uh, J.J. Right. Abrams movie has to have uh, references to something the, the, else. The like, uh, monster. you know, when Uhura is in the bar when she first meets Kirk and when we meet the older Kirk, mm-hmm. uh, she orders a Budweiser classic, which was kind of lame. And mm-hmm. then she orders the Slurpo or whatever the drink is that right. features in a lot of J.J. stuff. So that was one thing that ties it. And then, you know, if you think about it, the Cloverfield monster is apparently from outer space. Is he? Well, I thought he was a nuclear test dinosaur monster. Well, that we like don't Godzilla. know because at the very end of that movie, there's this frame where you see something <laughs> splash in the water behind them. 
when they're at the fair, and so it kind of implies maybe something fell from the sky. I don't know. I see. But if we were going with that continuation, maybe that monster is from from the Star Trek the universe. Star Trek universe. Maybe you know maybe. Don Landis likes to put the phrase "See you next Wednesday" in all of his movies, so it could be just the new "See you next Wednesday." There you go. When and we can't, we can't when, go when J.J. Abrams saying, goes, Go future people. Well, uh, future people. Or if, one if, of the things. If the Cloverfield monster is uh, is J.J. Abrams' little signature, he's going to have a lot of trouble when he does a romantic comedy. <laughs> Wait, I Not thought really. Cloverfield was a romantic comedy. Well, when Harry met Sally on Saturn. <laughs> okay, so final word. How many people are in the chat room, Rodrigo? We well, got, I don't know, is there a thing that tells me how oh, many Oh, it people? should tell you up in the corner or something like how many people are in the chat. 23 corner. viewers. 23, okay. So 23 viewers, really quick. Give us a yay or nay on what you thought of Star Trek. Yay, you liked it. Nay, you didn't like it. Rodrigo, how many slices of meatloaf would you give it? I would definitely give it four slices of meatloaf. I would also give it four slices of meatloaf. Matthew, based on the trailer, how many? Uh, I would give the trailer three slices of meatloaf because it made me not hate it. Okay. What is the and chat I could room? have gone in wanting to hate it because you know I, yay. I am kind of uber geek. All right, yay, 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 yay! Haven't seen it, yay! Haven't seen yay! <laughs> haven't seen it yet, yay! And I haven't seen it. You All guys right. aren't taking this seriously, chat room. Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek. Hey Matthew, so now what were you going to say about what were you going to say about Wizard? That will be our little well, tune that we are changing topic. Turn the page. <laughs> Turn the page. <laughs> That's for the and old you thought this episode jumped Phil. the shark. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, hey. Jump the shark. I'll have you know that we've never even seen the shark. We were well past the shark. So the Wizard magazine. Yes. For years and years and years, Wizard used to have a thing on their cover that says, Wizard. Yes. The magazine for comics, or Wizard, the guide to comics. Right. And roughly two or three years ago, Wizard started putting things that were not comics in the issue, notably boobies, and things that they stole from Maxim Magazine <laughs> yeah. in 1995. Well, it wasn't that the whole but, point when they rebooted and changed their format is they wanted to be more Maxim-like to draw in a bigger I think crowd? They, they want to be Entertainment Weekly, but it is indeed weekly that they are doing it with the A. You see, that was a joke there. But the latest issue, I picked it up, and I was it's actually one of the price guides that I use at work, so I popped it open. To, it has Evangeline Lilly from Lost on the cover. Right. Not a, an unattractive woman. And there's this huge story inside, and it's the top 25 television or pop culture television show something. And you're going through it, and okay, this is kind of good, and it's kind of good, and it's kind of good. And then they start making these pronouncements. These ridiculous pronouncements like, uh, well, all Star Trek geeks will hate this. So wait, okay. So for, you know, 10, 15 years, you were the guys making fart jokes about Dr. Strange covers. And now all of a sudden you're trying to pass yourself off as a, a, an entertainment magazine. It doesn't work that well. Ooh, is that a Burger King glass? Uh, it's a, it's a tune tumbler. Uh, but I did get like Batman. jumping. Uh, I've got Batman Rodrigo. If you look at him, he's got the uh, the Superman one. We have not a been paid by these people. Yeah, DC. What's the deal? Damn it. We we oh, demand those a little are the, those respect. Are the new ones. Oh, um, yeah, these are new ones. The uh, the chat wants you. I was going to uh, say I've never seen that particular design. That's the Superman cover from Superman two thirty three by Neil Adams. Nice. But at the point in time that they were doing the actual vintage Burger King glasses. I did have those. That 
cover was not in the rotation. Uh, speaking of glasses, just really quickly, I did go out and buy all four of the Star Trek Burger King glasses this nice. weekend as well. I bought the Uhura bobblehead that says, they're hailing us, Captain, they're hailing us, Captain, they're hailing us, Captain, so, they're hailing us. So Captain, back hailing to Wizard. Wizard. The guy to nothing. The problem for me is that Wizard has always been based on exclusivity. Right. It's based on, we are cooler than X person. Right. Or we can make this in joke and we can make fun of X person. Or we are comic fans and thus we are ironic and awesome. And now they're trying to be mainstream, but they're still trying to hey, keep their tee hee point and laugh, you know, a fart joke attitude. Yeah. It and I quite work. frankly do not, you know, I don't have any interest in reading Wizard Magazine anymore anyway, because every time I go in there, it's talking about Lost and Battlestar Galactica. And if I want to read about Lost and Battlestar Galactica, I'll go to an actual publication with professional writers. I think the most recent editors. The most recent uh, issue of Wizard has the the Obamas on the cover, so you know they're trying to capitalize well, on yeah, cashing in. Well, yeah, but uh, Barack doesn't Barack Obama have his own series now? Basically, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is from. In which, yeah. in he has which several. He, uh, yes, Barack the Barbarian. Yes, does it? Isn't there post, amazing post nuclear series where he's like the last man on Earth? And then Marvel has the uh, amazing Barack Obama team up, right? Where he just right. teams up with like the Human Torch or Spider Man or the well, Runaways. Well, they made a big deal of saying that it was not Barack Obama in Thunderbolts. Right. Yeah, was it the Chameleon pretending to be Barack Obama? Well, it was, the Chameleon but... was pretending to be Barack Obama, but Barack Obama was actually in Amazing Spider Man five eighty three. Mm -hmm. But a president of, of African-American descent <laughs> appeared in Thunderbolts, and mm. they Marvel has made it clear that this is not Barack Obama. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Try to, try to weasel your way. In Shadow and Secret Warriors number two, where Nick Fury kind of gave him the finger. Yeah. Uh, they can say whatever they Barack want, Obama. but they can't, they can't say, hey, the president of the U.S. and the Marvel Universe is Barack Obama, and then turn around a month later in another comic book and say, oh, no, 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 that's not the president. Yeah. This is Marvel. Yeah. Hey, speaking of... Consistency is not their thing. Here, here's a problem I have with Wizard. Uh, this issue... Hey, I could have swore just like two issues ago. Um, they want to know if uh, there's if we can get a Skype username. Yep, you can uh, contact me at Steven Schleicher. Capital S, space in between, and then the other S. Steven. Or just look for Steven Schleicher. There's probably only one of us out there. Uh, with the a yes, There is a Steven Schleicher with a V. Uh, the problem I have with Wizard is I could have swore just two two issues ago they had this whole thing of best of. And so here we have favorite publisher, favorite uh, uh, editor, favorite whatever. And they're doing it again in this issue. I don't get that. It's like I think every week at Major Spoilers we're... It, It'd be like our top ten favorite comic books, and every week we did that, and every week it was the a different group. Well, how can you have our top ten favorite, and every week they change? Well, you want the honest answer? Well, I mean, you know, habits, <laughs> but I mean, it just seems like they keep cranking out these best of things every right. week. If you and I and Rodrigo sat down and did our ten favorite comic book characters or our ten favorite comic book series, right? We would be talking about our 10 favorite comic book characters or our 10 favorite comic book series. Yeah. If Wizard Magazine did it, they would be creating something that they thought they could put together for best sell through potential. And yeah. Whoops. 
Uh oh, Stephen broke Skype. <laughs> and just when Matthew was about to make a point. Yeah, go ahead, Matthew. I'm sorry. Pop rocks. Pop rocks and antifreeze. And I said, not with Donny Osmond, you don't. Uh, there was somebody trying to call in. Try calling in again. I just added you to the conference wrong. <laughs> sorry. Oh, man. I made the on hold joke and nobody cares. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, coming up on, on this next show, which was the last show for people listening on coming the Coming up on the previous issue. Apparently we just called Tecro back. Oh, did we? Hey, okay. if Marble can do it, we can do it. All right. Well, hopefully I hung up on him before he had a chance to pick up and incur charges out of Colorado. Um, yeah. Anyway, anything else, Rodrigo, you wanted to talk about tonight? We've got yeah. about 20, 15 minutes or so before we wrap up this live show. Um, well, let's see. We talked about um, uh, Star, Star Trek. Trek. We talked about wi the wizard. The wizard. Oh, you know what? Uh, we probably ought to address some of the things that are going on over at Major Spoilers. Okay. Uh, hey, for, I've heard of that. For those people who are getting into the um, into the forums, if you're signing up into the forums, we do have a pre-approval process where you have to be approved. And I can't tell you, probably tonight when we're done with the show, there'll be 80 people who have tried to register for the forums, and 79 of them are all spammers. Right. And some of these spammers have gotten through. We try to go through the list. Rodrigo and I try to go through the list, and we try to look for... Um, valid email addresses or ones that that don't say viagra in the in the username or something like that and there may be an occasion where in our haste to wipe out the spammers that we accidentally reject you well, that happened uh, this past week with with one person and he just contacted me and said hey how come i was rejected if that's the case just send us an email and reapply and we will approve you mm. if you have an that's email me. address that ends with ru.ru you will be banned automatically I'm guessing most of you don't. Yeah, you dang Romanians, or wherever that country is that uses RU. Yeah. <laughs> the Maldives. The other the thing Maldives. is some of you have noticed that some things are a little wonky on the main site, where, I don't know, you try to post a comment, you try to log into the forums, you try to access a media file, and all of a sudden you get error messages, or things don't go through, or the site is dragging for whatever reason. Uh, that is not a major spoilers issue. That is our hosting provider issue with a shared server that we are on. And it has been a pain in my butt this whole last week. Believe me. Uh, I've been up till past two o'clock in the morning every day uh, trying to resolve this issue. And we've kind of narrowed it down. I've been told by tech support at our hosting provider that the issue should be resolved probably right about now. But I'm not holding my breath. This has prompted me to move from a virtual server to a dedicated server at considerable expense. Uh, so, what I would ask, if you can, if you would like to help out the Major Spoilers experience, if you'd like to donate, there's a little donate button right there on the front page of Major Spoilers in the right-hand corner. It says, make a donation. Every little bit helps. We had somebody put $5 in the till today. Um, that was very nice and generous of them. We've got some other people that are donating. We do have sponsors up in the upper top half. We've got uh, Urban Collector, who's a sponsor of the site. 
Uh, they've got this. Ex- I'm going to buy that girl in the Wonder Woman costume. From them. <laughs> uh, that uh, oh, they've actually got yeah. the Starbucks exclusive mini bust. Yeah. Uh, that people might want to check out. That's at urban-collector.com. We're glad to have them a sponsor on the site. And even if you would just click on their ads and check out what they have, even if you don't buy anything, they've already paid for their advertising up front. But we like to uh, ask, uh, you know, mm-hmm. listeners to uh, check out our our sponsors. So there you go. And if you yeah. guys can help, that would be and- great. Go ahead. I'd like to say that the official reason why I did not review anything between Thursday and Tuesday was, in fact, issues with the site. That's my story, and hey. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Well, I'll be honest with you. Because I've been up so late, I took off Friday. I, I fell asleep at like eight thirty at night. Saturday, we were busy doing family things, and then Sunday, when I sat down and noticed the problem, that's when I've just been up late trying to play catch up. So. It's just a weird error. No, I was, it's only I was, occurring. I was unable to write anything for days. It, it's yeah, there's up, nothing. Up, there's up. nothing preventing you from writing, Matthew. It's it's actually just the posting uh, part. So. Uh, it, it was it was keeping me from posting. Uh, chat room. We would like for you to ask us questions. Any question at all. That was, by the way, Superman two thirty three. Was it? There's right now. Yeah, in the I chat said room. it was Superman two thirty three, and I opened my face and went, "Wow, this is live." So I had to go look it up. Okay. Right now in the uh, in the chat room, there's there's some uh, theories going around um, as to what Matthew exactly is because they don't believe he's an actual person because we don't have video of him. Um, they think he's th- right now. I think the leading uh, theory is that he's a uh, bunch of DC comics references programmed into a Commodore sixty four. <laughs> you wish. I don't have the computing power to be a Commodore 64. You know what I found interesting just on a to- on a topic of uh, topical stupidity? What's that? When we were kids, Steve, you were, you guys had the Apple IIs, right? Yes, Apple IIs, Apple IIes. I actually GS. had a 2E, the, the semi-portable one. I had the 2GS, and I, I remember that, that that 2GS had like a whopping 16K of memory. Yeah, boy, something. we could play Wolfenstein like nobody's business. Well, this is the thing. I realized this last couple of months. I have more computing power in the ignition of my car than was in that entire computer. And I'm thinking, you know, it's it's only been 25 years. Yeah. I want to know, where is my flying car? Why do I not have a transporter like Star Trek? Who is keeping me? Rodrigo, stop futzing with your beard. <laughs> the, look, everybody in the, in the chat room is like, oh, look at Rodrigo's beard. It's awesome. <laughs> or, holy crap, what's going on with that? Where does neck go? It looks like a, a marmot died on your face, <laughs> sir. What is the chat room asking? They want to know what the uh, symbol on Ultra Boy's chest is. Ultra Boy's chest. Well, it depends on who you ask. Okay, we're asking you. If you go back to Ultra Boy's origin, he was eaten by uh, an ultra energy beast, which looked like a big green dragon. Oh, this is the Jonah whale thing, right? Exactly. Jonah eaten by that space whale. But uh, the popular theory has been over the years that the big green dragon on Ultra Boy's chest is a representation of the ultra energy beast that initially ate him and empowered him with Kryptonian level abilities. Aha. So there you go, chat room. Next question. If you actually, if you look at um, Guardians of the Galaxy member Smasher, as drawn by Joe, uh, Dave Cockrum in the 70s and 80s, Smasher has the same symbol on his chest. I just wanted to share that. Huh. 
Next question. What's the most expensive back issue you guys have ever bought? And what was it worth? Oh, and was it worth it? Okay. Steven, go. We will answer that right after I add this person. If he can figure it if out. If I can figure it out. Nope, couldn't figure hold it out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, let's see. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Add to convert. Oh, somebody hung up on me. How, how dare you hang up on us? Whoever called I said just turnips. Now. I told her turnips are the only way to go. All right, so she Matthew. She said, absolutely not. It stains the lingerie. What is your most expensive, most expensive back issue that you have? The one that I paid the most for or the one that's worth the most? How about both? See the, okay. The one that I paid the most for, the most I ever paid for a comic, was Miracle Man number 24. Mm -hmm. And the reason I paid it is because I broke my rule. I went online and I went looking for it. And I bid on the G-Bay. And <laughs> I bid, unbeknownst to me, in British pounds. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So I thought I was paying $25. And I ended up paying, I think, on the exchange rate, closer to forty-five, something like fifty, with shipping. Yeah. Yikes. So that's the most expensive single issue I've ever purchased on. What? Stop throwing things at me, woman. She just found out you paid fifty bucks for a comic. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> you paid what for a what? I think that's all. All right, let's try this again. Hello, N caller. Rules. Hello, caller. Hi, major spoilers. Who would this be? Uh, this is Brent from Bloomington from up on the site. Hey, Brent from Bloomington up on the site. Can you maybe uh, turn down the speaker or something or put some headphones in so we don't get the get the feedback? Yeah, there you go. Is that better? That is awesome. So, Brent from the forums, what is going on with you today? Oh, not a lot. It's just nice to see that uh, you are not the guy from my comic book store because you sound exactly like him. It's kind of odd. Uh, call back again. All right. I don't know what's up with this. Sorry, man. Okay. No worries. Good again. All right. Uh, let's see. How am I, why is this not uh, adding Matthew back to the conference? Matthew, I don't know what happened to Matthew. Name more rules, by the way. I'm, I'm a fake fan anyway. All right. I don't know what's going on. What 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 is your question or comment, Brent? For the floor? I was just calling to say uh, I love the show. You guys are doing great. Um, what do you think of this live you, format? Here's one. How if you had to pick four books to put on your pull list for a month, what would they be? Four <laughs> books to put on my pull list for the month. What would they be? Only Stephen. Okay, let's see. If uh, the question is Matthew, if you heard it. If you only had four questions to put on your pull list for a month, four what comics. would they be? Four comics. Mm -hmm. to put on your list. What would they be? Four mm. comics. Yeah. So I have to pare my list down to, to four, four books. That's really tough. I would have to say, it depends. Are we talking about era? Are we talking about a particular time period? Because normally it would have to be Batman and Detective Comics, Flash, and um, man, what would a third one be? Probably whatever is the current... Red Sonja? Yeah, Red Sonja. No, probably... Um, what's another one that I'm really enjoying? What's Fables? that one with, the, with Fables, Alice in yeah. Wonderland getting tied up every oh, that's half Zena, hour? Xenoscope. Uh, Tales from Wonderland. Tales from Wonderland, yeah. I would probably, I would probably go with, with Fables, Flash, Detective, and Batman. But right now, with everything that's going on in Batman, I'm not a big fan. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a really big fan of what they're doing with Flash right now. So it looks like Fables, 
I'm going to have to say um, something from Boom Studios certainly would be on that list. Um, Robo? Oh, man, Atomic Robo would be on that list, too, definitely. And probably Hellboy. Those would probably be my four mm-hmm. right there. Matthew? Only four. Yeah, that's really tough. the entirety tough. of the universe. Yeah. That is tough. Um, well, Astro City, even though it's not a monthly. Right. I think I would definitely have to have Astro City. Um, I think The Boys. Yeah, from Dynamite. From Dynamite the Entertainment. The Boys. Um, I would want to keep some sort of input on the big two, so I would probably hang on to... Right now, my favorite Avengers book is New Avengers, so I would probably hang on to New Avengers. Yeah. And the Legion's not being printed right now. Right. So I can't really say Legion right at this very instant of time. So that wild card slot, I think I would probably give Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, I forgot to put that one on my list, too. Dang. What about I'll you, I'll my copy. Oh, there you go. We each get four different ones, and we can share them. Nice. Exactly. That makes twelve a pool of 12 books. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I'd probably go with um, Andy Cap <laughs> and the Lockhorns. <laughs> and Hagar the Horrible. And Hagar the Horrible and, and Garfield. Oh, don't forget they'll do it every time. Yeah. 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 And High and Lois. Don't and, forget those and two. Zits. No, no, you can forget High and Lois. <laughs> High and Lois hasn't been funny since the Beatles. And Bailey who can Christ. forget Ziggy? Yeah. Um, I'm raising my hand right now. Yeah. I would love to forget Ziggy. <laughs> Who wouldn't? Um, going back to the most expensive comic question that we had a moment ago, Rodrigo, do you have a most expensive comic? You're not a real big back issue. I'm not. I'm not a big back issue collector. Uh, if I do have a very expensive comic, it probably comes from being essentially weird. Like it's probably. A, a, a printing in Spanish mm-hmm. might be my most expensive comic for a particular collector who is looking for a particular issue in yeah, Spanish. Yeah, but other than that, I doubt that I have anything too I'm, valuable. I don't know. I would have to. I have a lot of comics. I mean, I've got something like catalog, something like ten thousand catalog. Wow. Um, Lightweight. I know. I've got about two <laughs> years worth of stuff that's not catalog. I'm going to have to say there are probably. I know that I've been collecting or trying to get my flash run backfilled. And so I'm in the late 60s, early 70s, and I've probably got some very fine to near mint comics that I've paid over $100 for. See, I don't think I've... Well, I do have an advantage in that I buy my back issues at a considerable discount. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you buy a whole box for 20 bucks and they're filled with 1970s swamp thing that you can turn around and sell for $120. Well, the thing is, Dion is getting smart to the point where he won't let me buy things until the book is rolling. Oh, I see. But um, the most expensive book I ever sold was um, Solar Man of the Atom number 10 when it was worth like $112. Really? Wow. I do own a copy of Flash number 133 with the awesome cover which says, I've got the strangest feeling I'm being turned into a puppet. Oh, yeah. I love that issue because I want to know what being puppetized feels like. I've got, what, who is it, the Carmen Infantino one where Flash is like, stop, buy this comic or I die, or something like that. Nice. I think that's Flash 123, yeah. something like that. I've, I've got that. Uh, one. No, 123 is the first appearance of the second world. But yeah, 
Stop! You must not read this comic, or I'll and it'll end my or life, and I'll, I'll be hit by a die. bus. Spock, why? Again? Too. What is it? What, what do we got from the uh, the 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 chat rooms? Um, somebody asked if we are ever going to do a full-blown thing on uh, comic scanning. Oh, you mean illegal pirating mm, of I those so. illegal things, activities? Yes, we that are major wrong sp- and illegal. We at Major Spoilers neither condone nor endorse illegal activities. And maybe. I mean, there's certainly a market for it, especially when... I mean, it's probably a bigger topic, but I mean, I, my initial reaction is I think there's a place for it, especially when something is long out of print mm-hmm. like superman number one the, the first action comics featuring superman right no one's going to ever be able to buy that dc is very reluctant to reprint that except in in maybe a few anniversary collections here and there once a decade or something right but to actually read the mandrake the superman and the other um stories that went in there zatara uh, i'm sorry zatara <laughs> uh yeah mandrake's a different guy yeah um mandrake is owned by king feature syndicate yeah. and please don't sue us i I think that there is a there is a legitimate reason to have some of that. Now, to go down the street and pick up Zorro number 13 that came out this week and scan it and give it to everybody, I'm not a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. But I think if it's hard to find stuff, legitimately hard to find rare out-of-print stuff, I, I really wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. When comics started being printing, being printed in the 30s, there was really no such thing as intellectual property. And right. there weren't... You know, there weren't the perpetuity laws that keep something in in copyright or under a particular aegis, you know, some corporate realm for thousands and thousands of years, not mentioning any names called Mickey Mouse. But yeah. so the, the books for years and years were essentially considered a disposable commodity, which is why now we get to the point where all of a sudden people still think – of comics as a disposable commodity. I do it myself. The companies are trying to monetize their intellectual property and say, you know, Action Comics number one in all forms, you know, throughout the universe in perpetuity belongs to DC Comics Incorporated subsidiary of Time Warner. The problem with that is for years and years and years, we've been trading our comics and buying yeah. them. And when I was a kid, I used to go to a, a shop and I would buy stripped comics. And what a stripped comic was is grocery store has 50 books. They sell 20 books. They rip the logo off and send them back for full credit, and they're supposed to destroy the books. Right. Stripped comics are illegal, just like stripped books are illegal. I have a bunch of those, too. But I used to buy and still have tons and tons of these stripped comics that they not only got credit for, they sold again because, again, disposable commodity. Right. Mm -hmm. So now if you have that Action Comics number one you know, from 1994 that people keep trying to sell me for a million dollars, I've had four people in the last five years come in and ask me if this is really worth a million dollars. And every, every time I've told them, no, no, it's not. Yeah. And then they yell at me and ask, how do you know? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm the employee behind the desk of a comic book shop with the price guide and the history behind me. How would I know, Mr. Schmuck? But I'm not <laughs> Man, I pushed the wrong button there and got Matthew into rant mode. I better well, tune by the that way, down it was and... flash one sixty three okay. that had stop, don't pass up this issue. Okay, so I've anyway. <laughs> I've got I've got that and I know I'm back into like the one forties now on that flash mm-hmm. run. Yeah. So But uh, the the you know, the reprinting of well let's say theoretically you were wanting to do a a, a history of some hero. Right. And theoretically well, there's a difference you between own, 
you own a copy of Adventure Comics 247. Right. You own this book. This is a 65-year-old comic book that you're not going to want to take out and put on the scanner. But you own the book. Right. Is there, would there be, theoretically, in that situation, something wrong with, you know, locating a digital copy of said issue to keep from damaging the expensive issue well, that you bought? That's... On the secondary market, right. by the way, the secondary market, which gave no money back to DC, DC got 10 cents from it in 1960-58. Well, some book publishers are actually trying to put an end to that where you can't sell resell books because uh, that would be a violation. And certainly the music industry has learned a long time ago that that doesn't work. Comic book industry is, is always behind the times. I don't care what anybody else says. They're just not up with the times. And I'm sure in a while they'll try to stop that. Now, if you're doing a hero history, there's certainly a fair use uh, coming into play there. And, of course, it could be argued that if you already own a copy, there wouldn't be a problem getting the digital copy as well. Mm -hmm. uh, one more question really quick from the chat. Rodrigo? Um, let me see. Da, da, da. They kind of go. go ahead. Ask me a trivia question. Who appeared where what? Um... First appearance of Bouncing Boy. Come on. What's your opinion on manga and anime, uh, the comics and cartoons of the Orient? Pass. That's a big, long discussion. We're almost mm. out of time. Another quick one. Okay, here's one for the chat room. Wolverine versus ah. Cornflakes. Go. Cornflakes. Cornflakes <laughs> just are much more interesting than Wolverine. <laughs> they have much more texture and depth. I'm going to have to say if Wolverine's uh, claws could somehow be replaced with spoons, then maybe Wolverine <laughs> would have a chance. But I would otherwise... read that book. <laughs> <laughs> Wheaties, are you listening? All right. How about this? Matthew versus Devil Dinosaur. Go. All Matthew would have to do is sit on Devil Dinosaur, and that would be... Hey! <laughs> hey! Uh, who am I jokes. talking? I could probably do the same thing. Yeah, you got like hey. 40 pounds worth of joke there, Bucky. <laughs> exactly how hairy is Matthew, because maybe he would just confuse him for his little friend. <laughs> Matthew's not that hairy. Not really, no. No. Uh, I have okay. a nice little fringe of beard. I look kind of like uh, Hiram Worcester from the Wild Cards books with hair. Yeah. By the way, that was Action Comics 276, May 1961. I'm sorry you won't be going to Double Jeopardy. Okay, so, chat room, did you enjoy this live show? No, no, no. Didn't see it. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Is that the general consensus now? Wise men say... Uh, let's see. Yay, yeah, yes. Oh, yay. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Good stuff. Somebody shouted out Deadpool uh, movie, but I think we're going to talk about that. Deadpool movie! We're oh, yeah. Deadpool movie. We're going to talk Deadpool. Show. Well, we might talk about that. Depends okay. on where the wheel of uh, morality spins. Wheel of uh... morality. So tune in two weeks, two ago. days ago yeah. before you had this time. <laughs> Hello, past of the future people. Yeah, that's going to really mess up with continuity when this episode actually comes out after the hey, one we're Wolverine about to record. Wolverine 23 is coming out before Wolverine 22. I we're know. Fine. That's got a lot of people upset. So. That happens. Ooh. But I can help falling in love. I really think I'm a little behind. I have a delay on Steven's. <laughs> in your brain. Thanks oh. for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, on the Major Spoilers Podcast. Be sure to check us out on the Twitter and the Face Space and the My Book and the Harf and Farfs. And make sure you listen to us on uh, Podcast Alley and iTunes. And hey, hit us up. Give us five, ten, fifty-seven stars. We don't care. Tell them you love. 
But most of all, remember that we're here because not we get paid, but because we love comics, and we know you do too, and we'll see you two days ago, which is actually after this, but somehow still in the future. We love you. Learning Cock. Major Spoilers Podcast, copyright 2009.